Welcome to Hymology on the Gospel Radio Network, a program sponsored by the Mars Hill Church of Christ, located at 1135 Rucker Road, Christiana, Tennessee, 37037. You may contact us by phone at 615-203-3637. If you would like more information about our congregation or this program, you may visit our website at www.marshillcoc.org. We invite you to join us every Tuesday morning at 11 a.m. right here on TGRN.org. And now, here is your host, Brother Kyle Webb. Welcome once again to Hymology. My name is Kyle Webb. I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ that meets in Christiana, Tennessee. And I'm thankful that you have joined our program for today. Last week, we studied the hymn, No Tears in Heaven, written by Robert S. Arnold. And for this week's study, I decided to use another song written by the same author. This time, we're looking at the song, Did You Repent? Fully Repent. And you may or may not be familiar with this song. Uh, It's not quite as popular as No Tears in Heaven, I am sure. Uh, It is one that uh, if we would look at it, it's a little more complicated as far as singing uh, because it has an alto lead to it. So it's one that you almost have to have all the parts to really sing it. Uh, But it is a beautiful song, and it is a song that I have grown up singing, uh, mostly in the Friday night singings. We, We haven't sung it as much. Uh, for our regular services, but when we come together in the Friday night singings in the, the Middle Tennessee area, this is a song that we sing quite often. And again, it is written by Robert S. Arnold. Just to give you a very brief background, we, we looked at Brother Arnold. Uh, we do know that he was a member of the Church of Christ. He was married to Cora Arnold. And they they had a music publishing company, the National Music Company. And uh, interestingly enough, there was also a quartet that he managed uh, and sang in, the National Quartet. Uh, There were some other quartets that he was a part of, uh, but that was one uh, of the ones that, that he was sort of in charge of. He was born and spent most of his life in Coleman, Texas. And we know that he also had a very close relationship uh, in the Southern Gospel music field, uh, as well as, as some connections to country Western music as well. Uh, he had a cousin who was a popular country Western artist, Eddie Arnold. And the songs that he wrote include, of course, No Tears in Heaven, Did You Repent, Fully Repent, that we'll look at today, and another song that that I remember, Declare His Love. Um, But again, we'll look at, or Did You Repent, Fully Repent, today in our study. There's uh, more to his life. Um, You can Find it on the internet. All you have to do is 
uh, Google Robert S. Arnold, and there are a couple of things that, that will come up. There's a listing for him on Wikipedia, and there's also uh, a listing for him on hymnary.org uh, if you want to find out more about his life. But as we turn our attention to the song, Did You Repent? Fully Repent. Uh, this song uh, is used mostly as an invitation song, and it surveys each of the necessary steps in the plan of salvation. Hearing, believing, repenting, confessing faith, being baptized for the forgiveness of sins. Those things are all surveyed in this song. Brother Arnold, uh, again, was a member of the Church of Christ. And he had been taught the truth of God's word. He knew what was necessary for his salvation from sins. And he very capably applied this knowledge in the words of this song. As we look at many of the songs that we sing, a lot of them were written by uh, those who were not members of the churches of Christ. Uh, there are many different things in regard to salvation that are taught in different denominations. But as we look at the scriptures, we understand each of these steps to be of the utmost importance. And Brother Arnold brings that point about in this song. Let's look at the words here together. Christ the dear Lord, glorious Lord, speaks to us gently. By his great word, that is our light each day. Tell us the way, glorious way, we may reach heaven if we believe, if we repent, if we obey. Yes, he has said, truly has said how we should live now, what to partake, what to avoid while here. Do unto those that are about a kindly service. Tell them of Christ. Teach them that he always is near. And the chorus, did you repent, fully repent of your past sins, friend, when you confessed his name on high? Did you believe, fully believe, on his great name then? Or was a doubt, treacherous doubt, lingering nigh? Did you obey all of the way what he commanded? Things in his word were told to do. Did you confess, fully confess Jesus the Savior? Did you repent? Did you believe all the way through? This song suggests that it is possible for us to, to maybe uh, observe some of these steps in an effort to to find salvation. It, it is possible for us to observe some of those steps and not fully be saved, not fully be obedient. Uh, just look at, at some of the, the things that he writes here. Did you repent? Fully repent. Did you believe? Fully believe. Did you obey all of the way? Did you confess, fully confess? We need to make sure that, 
that we follow all of the steps in this plan of salvation. Each one is of great importance, and each one is brought out in a great way in the words of this song. So while many teach that some of these steps may not be necessary, as we find in the teachings of denominations, Brother Arnold intimates that it is possible not to be fully converted. And the desire of the song, the encouragement of this song, is that we make sure that we are fully converted. The steps in regard to God's plan of salvation, let's let's spend some time with, with each one. And see what God's word has to say about each of these. First of all, hearing. You must hear the gospel in order to obey it. Christ the dear Lord, glorious Lord, speaks to us gently. By his great word, that is our light each day. It is important that we hear. God speaks to us through the scriptures, through the Bible. And it is important for us to recognize the teachings of the scriptures in order that we might be saved. One thing that that came to my mind as far as this step in the, the plan of salvation is something that was said of Jesus. On the mountain of transfiguration, in Matthew 17, Jesus was there with Peter, James, and John on the mountain, and he was transfigured before them. And in the process of this transfiguration, uh, we know that Peter, kind of outspoken, well, let's, let's build a tabernacle for Moses, for Elijah, whom he also saw on that mountain speaking with Jesus. Let's build a tabernacle for them. And that wasn't what God's will was in this moment. And the way that that was expressed was in verse 5 of Matthew 17. When God spoke. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased similar to what was said whenever Jesus was baptized except this time the words hear him were added this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased hear him Contrary to to Peter's will, God was suggesting that they listen. That they not suggest, that they not tell, but that they listen to truly understand what God's will was. It wasn't that, that Moses and Elijah be honored on the same plane as Jesus, but that Jesus be seen as special. As the son of God. 
and that he be heard. Unfortunately, many do not take the time to truly hear him in careful study of his word. Not taking others' word or words to be his, but making sure that we recognize Jesus' words for what they are. That we recognize the authority of the scriptures given through Christ. He is our word, as is suggested in in John chapter 1. We need to hear him. So the song, as we're looking at this song, it, it questions whether or not one has truly heard and, of course, obeyed God's word. It doesn't matter what men teach. It matters more so what God says in his word. Hearing and also believing. Tell us the way, glorious way, We may reach heaven if we believe, if we repent, if we obey. Did you believe, fully believe on his great name then? Or was a doubt, treacherous doubt, lingering nigh? Hearing the truth of God's word leads us to uh, the next step in, in this plan of salvation. Believing the truth of God's word. We must hear it, but we also must believe it. Romans 10 verses 14 and 17. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? That was verse 14, verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Preachers are important because they proclaim the word. We also must be careful not to be deceived by false teachers. Those who preach something contrary to what God's word has said. We must hear, we must hear the truth, and we must obey it. Faith comes by hearing, but we also must believe. How important is faith to one's salvation? How important is belief to one's salvation? Well, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 says that without faith, It is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. If we do not believe in God, what are we going to do? What steps are we going to take in order that we might please him? Without faith, Salvation is impossible. So it is important that we hear and that we believe. And also that we confess that faith in Christ. Did you repent, fully repent of your past sins, friend? When you confessed 
his name on high. Did you confess, fully confess Jesus the Savior? Contrary to to what might be understood from uh, the teachings of denominations, we don't make a confession of our sins. Uh, When someone comes forward to respond to the Lord's invitation, for instance, we're not expecting a confession of each and every sin in their life or of any sin necessarily, uh, unless they have done something that has shamed the church and they need to ask for forgiveness. There, There might be confession involved with that. But what we are expecting is a confession of faith. A confession of faith in Christ as the Son of God, similar to that of Peter in Matthew chapter 16, when he said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. The eunuch, for instance, in Acts Acts chapter 8, he could not move forward in his faith until Philip knew that he understood the gospel message and believed. So, his confession of faith was in order in this case. In Acts chapter 8, verse 35, Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning at this scripture, a passage in Isaiah, Isaiah 53, he preached Jesus to him. Now, as they went down the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What hinders me from being baptized? Then Philip said, If you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And Philip took him down into the water. He baptized him, but he needed to know that he understood what was necessary for his salvation, that he understood the gospel, that he understood the reason for his baptism. You see, if if we don't understand, then it really is pointless for us to be baptized. If we're not baptized for the remission of our sins, then we're really just getting wet. We need to be baptized for the right reason. We need to understand. I remember when I was baptized, my dad sat me down before and he sp- he talked to me about uh, what I-, I was getting ready to do. He made sure that I understood it before he called the preacher. And we went down to the church building and it was a Monday night and, and the-, the preacher baptized me for the remission of my sins. But it was important that I understand. And that my father knew that I understood before I took that important step. Many have have been baptized a a second time, so to speak. Really, uh, the first time for the right reason. But they've been baptized a second time because they, they didn't quite understand when they initially were baptized. So again, we see the importance of this confession of faith in regard to uh, these other steps. But then we also come back to repentance, going back to uh, the line that we looked at a moment ago. Did you repent, fully repent of your past sins, friend? 
when you confessed his name on high. What is repentance? Repentance, if we look it up in a dictionary, you're going to get something to the effect of sincere regret or remorse. And that is part of it. It is important that we understand what we have done wrong and that we regret it, that we have remorse for whatever actions may have been contrary to the will of God. But God's definition goes a little bit further. It is to change one's life and or direction. You may have sincere regret or remorse over something that you've done wrong, but it doesn't mean that you are actually going to do something about it. Unless we change that behavior, change our path, change our direction, then repentance has not been fully uh, demonstrated in our lives. When the Jews realized that they uh, were wrong, that, that they needed to make themselves right in the sight of God, they asked the great important question in Acts 2 and verse 37. Men and brethren, what shall we do? And what were they told to do? Peter said, repent. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. We need to be baptized in the right name and for the right reason, but it begins with repentance. And unless one has fully repented and changed their life, what's going to happen is they're going to be baptized, but then they're going to turn around and go right back to the way that they were living. And that's not what God wants. He wants us to change. We need to change our our heart. We need to change our life. We need to change our direction. Stop walking in the direction of sin and foolishness. We need to walk in the direction of Christ and walk in his wisdom, in his light. That is what God wants of us in regard to repentance. Then we come to baptism. Let's just go back and look at the entirety of the chorus, because I think this really uh, brings uh, about this idea of uh, baptism and its importance. In the plan of salvation. Did you repent. Fully repent. Of your past sins friend. When you confessed his name on high. Did you believe. Fully believe. On his great name then. Or was a doubt. Treacherous doubt. Lingering nigh. Did you obey all of the way. What he commanded. Things in his word we're told. To do. Did you confess, fully confess, Jesus the Savior? Did you repent? Did you believe all the way through? You may have noticed that the word baptism is not used in these lyrics. And I don't believe that that's because uh, Brother Arnold didn't believe in baptism. I believe that he did. Uh, He was a member of the Church of Christ. He, 
He was taught the truth, and I believe that is evidenced in this psalm. Again, go back to some of the wording here. Did you repent, fully repent? Did you believe, fully believe? Did you obey all of the way? Did you confess, fully confess? Did you repent, did you believe all the way through? If we are going to follow these steps to be fully converted, baptism must be included. Look at Mark 16 and verses 15 and 16. And Jesus said to his apostles that were present, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized, one who fully believes, one who fully obeys, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. He who does not believe is not going to, to fully believe, is not going to fully obey the plan of salvation, is not going to follow through in their conversion because there really is no conversion but he who truly believes and is baptized will be saved that's what the scriptures teach and i believe that that's the point that is made in this song that we must be fully converted you must fully repent you must fully confess you must fully obey and if we are to fully obey, then baptism is included. The importance of baptism is revealed in the fact that every conversion in Acts ends in baptism of the individual for the remission of their sin. And really, it's not much of an ending. It's more of a beginning of life in Christ. In regard to the Corinthians, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 6 verses 9 through 11, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed. But you were sanctified. But you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. They had been fully converted where once they had lived in sin, now they were washed. They were rejuvenated in Christ. Too many people never fully obey the commands of the scriptures. Some hear but refuse to believe. Some are willing to believe but unwilling to change their life. Some are willing to do all except to be inconvenienced enough to be baptized to wash away their sins. Some refuse to fully submit to the Lord's will and faithfulness. Yes, he has said, truly has said how we should live now. What to partake, what to avoid while here. Do unto those that are about a kindly service. Tell them of Christ. Teach them that he always is near. Faithfulness is required of every 
Christian. I remember the encouragement to the church of Smyrna in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10. Be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. All the steps in the plan of salvation are included in this song. And it is a wonderful song. And it's one of my favorite invitation songs for that reason. I hope that you've been fully converted. I hope that you have fully believed and fully obeyed God's plan of salvation. I hope that you are a faithful Christian even today. Thank you for being with me today. I invite you to join us again next week, next Tuesday at 11 a.m. on the Gospel Radio Network as we study another hymn together. Until we meet again, may God bless you.